Hey there, listeners. This is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Fulton, and co-hosting today, of course, is the wonderful Pastor Tanya Marks. I'm here. I don't know if I'm wonderful, but I'm here. <laughs> you are. You are. I said you were, so that's Okay, it that is. makes it so. All right, and we have a special guest here for another testimony. Yes. And I love these because I do feel like, you know... I, I recently heard Dr. Nichols talk at a women's event, and I have heard other pastors talk about this, that you can't argue with someone's story. You can argue theology all day long. Doctrine. Right. Mm -hmm. But you cannot argue with what someone has experienced God doing in their lives. And so, and I I think that's how I see me personally, um, God working is how he's worked in others' lives. So I think testimonies are important, and I'm glad that we get to do it this way. Yes. Um, We have them saved for posterity. That's right. That's right. (laughs) So I'm excited. Okay, so today, listeners, I'm introducing you to Miss Karen Von Lanken. How are you, Karen? We're so glad that she's here, Mm and we're going to hear what she has to tell us about her story. And she says she's been here a while, but I don't think she, I mean, on earth a while. (laughs) I don't think she looks like she's She's been been here here a while. She looks like she I know, because she said that, and I was like, I don't think that's true. (laughs) I'm going to need to see some money. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's dive right in. Karen, can you tell me um, about when you first came to know and love the Lord? Can we do one other thing first? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Can she just tell us a little bit about herself first and her family since they're pretty new? Oh, I forgot about that. I usually start that way. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yes. Okay, Karen. How long have you been at Grace? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you, you, your family, and things you do for fun. So that's a three-part question. You got it? She's sharp. She's sure, serious. sure. Yes. So I, we've been here about a year and a half. I don't have the exact date. Okay. Um, I do remember when I first walked in and there was the worship. I told Michelle this. I said, okay, I'm home. <laughs> uh, so, so that's how long we've been going here. It's me and my husband, Kirk. It is Captain Kirk. Okay. So if you remember how you say it instead of Kurt, although he Because we have a Kurt correct. at yes. Grace. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, um, that's how long we've been here. Okay. And what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? There's times I forgot how, oh. but I will tell you what I do for fun. I like to um, play the piano, that sort of thing. My, the thing I do for fun is I love to have coffee with people and get to know them i love it it's usually the first thing out of my mouth when i meet someone that i like because i know we don't have time yeah so i I know it's weird but you do coffee or lunch with me i'm your friend for ever and i love (laughs) yes because we've had lunch (laughs) and i love conversation yeah it's just i don't know why i'm wired this way but i just love to talk to people get to know them listen mm-hmm. the more we listen the more they feel appreciated and loved and sure floats my boat that's good now you sometimes get to bring your grandkids to church with you right yes and that was one of the things when we moved down south and you'll know that from my story we moved from illinois um, but we followed the grandkids around and okay. it was extremely important to me that the legacy of faith would be passed on to the kids and to the grandkids mm-hmm. And um, so we bring them once a month to Grace Kids, and I think it's been really good for them. They don't have any other church that they're doing right now. Okay. Um, and we get to talk about it all the time. We pray together. and it's special. Um, yes, it, it really is. And I've, I'm almost wanting to tell a story before we're there. But, <laughs> um, we, we had a time with my grandson. With We had our Easter this time, okay. and um, he didn't want to sit at the table. He's five. 
And he, he said, I said, you have to come over. We'll miss you. And I said, who's going to pray? He said, I am. Oh. And it was so beautiful to hear him pray. Yeah. And you know that that legacy is going somewhere. Sure. So. Good. Yeah, awesome. I love that. All right, so now now we're going to jump in. Now, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, okay. I just, I'm so excited about the testimonies. I, I just jumped straight into them. Okay, so Karen, tell me about how you first came to know of and love the Lord. Well, I actually accepted Jesus in Sunday school when I was eight. Okay. Okay, and I've always been very serious about my faith. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, yeah, I, I responded to it when I was eight. And I think with kids that are raised in the church, there's this process. Um, and I was baptized when I was 12. And in those days, they made you say your testimony in front of everybody. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I couldn't think what to say. And I just stood there and I said, you know, I just love Jesus. And that was all I had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. That's it's not super spectacular. It's just yeah, it's my just, whole life. Yeah, that's just your story. It's that's a great good. start. That's good. Yeah. All right. So, any spiritual markers or moments that you've had along this faith journey that you'd like to share with us? I think one of the f- first things that I can remember was um, being in my early twenties and raising kids, and I was petrified I was going to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that my, my faith became more of mine and not just what my parents had told me sure. it was. Um, and things really shifted. I really um, started to dig in the Word at that point, um, going to ladies' Bible studies. I should backtrack a little bit about ladies' Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Being 12 years old, in the summer they still had ladies' Bible study. I would go with my mom, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I thought that was the best thing in the world to talk about this stuff. Um, so I, I went back to a ladies' Bible study in my early 20s, and we began to dig in the Word. And the kind of growth that happened for me, that all of those things I was struggling with, raising those babies, and I realized that God was going to be with me in raising those children. Mm-hmm. And... I'm not saying I couldn't mess it up, but he wasn't going to let me get that far. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the moments where, um, where I just felt that the Holy Spirit was leading my life. It was a real thing. It wasn't just some Bible story. Yeah. It was my story. Yeah. And it relieves a lot of that parenting pressure and that mom guilt when you know that the Lord is really in charge, and he's just using right. you, right? I mean, I think yeah. all three of us have experienced that. Yes, mom guilt is real. Mm-hmm. And I think when you know that it doesn't all depend on you, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of pressure off, for sure. I think I think moms are going to hear that and resonate with that. For I hope so. Yeah. So, All right, any other spiritual markers you want to share? Um, wow, so many. Uh, like I said, I've been on the earth for a while, so there's a, a, a lot of spiritual markers. Um, I th- I think the I'm trying to figure out which one. Can I yeah, can I ask okay. about something? What about how would you say? And you may just have to give us the highlights, but maybe kind of your call to teach the Bible, where maybe some 
points along the way that led you to like teaching the Sunday school class. And I know you have a passion for that from conversations we've had. So what were some of the things that maybe happened that made you say more than just, I want to dig in the Bible to know it, to feel like God's calling me to teach it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I remember when we were doing the ladies Bible study and they gave homework. Nobody did them, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was doing the homework. I was writing them all out in these really long detailed form. And, um, and as, as I was praying over it, I really felt the Holy Spirit said, how would you like to take all of this stuff you're writing down and teach it like that? Um, and I would say a, within about a year, I was invited to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had probably, yeah. I don't know how many iterations of Bible classes that, that I've been doing for I don't know how many years. Um, so, uh, but what I found is that not only did I grow in the Lord, right, but so did the people around me because we were really sharpening each other in the scripture and they were always discussion groups. Right. It was never me talking the whole time. Um, but one of the Bible studies of note was all older women and I thought I was teaching them. Yeah. Guess who was getting taught? Yeah, oh, it yeah. was me. Yeah, and they just thought I was darn cute. Yeah, I was. I was in my twenties, and that you know, they're going, "What does this twenty-year-old want to sit here and listen?" To? But I learned so much from those women. I laughed. They were hilarious. I wished I got their sense of humor from them. Yeah, but uh, maybe I have a little. Oh, it's, yeah. it's more snarky than anything. I don't know if that goes. With. All right. Well, how how do you see God using? Um, your gifts and abilities in professionally, like in your job and in your work. So you might have to tell our listeners what you do professionally. Sure. Um, I'm a personal trainer. That was not my first love. That was a God thing. And if you would have told me 20 years ago I was going to do that, I'd say, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, that particular thing, that discipleship and training and transforming lives Mm -hmm. um there's some similar crossovers i also think it made me less um shy about things where if if you're used to discussing things with any with people sure um and i do find a lot of um my successes in my business is because i listen to people um listen to their stories um and uh it's just not that different than discipleship yeah um, it's just living people's lives with them in the, in the sweaty parts of life. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Right, and learning to push through. Yep, Could I write yep. a book? The sweaty parts <laughs> of life. That's a, good title. That's a good title. <laughs> um, so where are some places in your life that you've experienced God's faithfulness, even through difficult circumstances or maybe a trying period in your life? There have been a lot of those as well, but one of the ones that's the most recent was when we moved down south, Mm -hmm. and our first move was to North Carolina. We came from Illinois, living there for 30 years, and uh, we were going to live with my daughter for a couple of months and help her with the new baby, and we thought, how hard can this be? Don't ever say that, (laughs) Um, but so, so we... We moved to North Carolina, lived there for a few months, and we thought we're going to find a house and we're going to find jobs. And we had, 
we had made phone calls, and, and we thought the house prices were going to be about the same. So we're going to sell our house, and then we're going to get another one for the same price. Well, prices jumped within the three months that we lived with, with our daughter. Mm-hmm. We are both self-employed. We couldn't get a loan. So I'm, I'm watching Fixer Upper, and they're saying, welcome home, and I'm crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have a home. Um, and as I was praying, the Lord started to pour some scriptures into me. And this is what happens when you hide that word in your heart. It just comes back. And that that trustworthiness of God. And at some point, all the tears, all the weirdness, because I let go of a lot of my life in Illinois, starting off fresh, and I'm not young. um, And as I prayed, I said, okay, God, I trust you. And there was this peace. And within a day, I had a place to live. And a job that was five minutes away from that. That's great. Now, God doesn't do that all the time. Right. Right. But for the time we were in North Carolina, we were taken care of. Mm -hmm. um, And we ended up with a home that was fine. I ended up with something to do. And then we found this wonderful church with just amazing people that we just got to pray with and hang out with. And, And I learned a lot about... Finding the people of God, thankfully, is not as hard as you think. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yep. So that was when you were in North Carolina. How mm-hmm. did you end up here in Tennessee? The grandkids moved again. <laughs> oh, jeez <laughs> Louise. <laughs> and at first I wasn't going to, we weren't going to come. Yeah. I don't want to follow you guys around. Um, we came to Tennessee to kind of look around. They live in Franklin, which is too expensive for us. And we came to Columbia and fell in love with Columbia. <laughs> yeah. And we thought, we could live here. Yeah. And, uh, and still then that, that uh, legacy of being a grandparent. Right. We'd still be able to pass that along. I, I just felt that was one of the callings was to make sure that they knew that, that Grandma and Papa believe in Jesus. Yeah, that's special. It's that's wonderful. Spe- and, and they'll grow up. That will be part of their testimony Absolutely. someday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. All right. What are, um, or not what are, who are some people in your life um, that have been influential and encouraging on your faith journey? Number one would be my mom. Uh, my mom was this, her gift is an evangelist. Mm-hmm. And I mean an evangelist like I would hide when she'd start to talk. <laughs> So we'd like, we'd like be in a grocery store, right? Oh. She'd be talking to somebody. And you have to remember, this is how old I am. This is like the 70s. And they had these big buttons to say, try God. God loves you. And I mean, I, I said, if, if she could wear a sandwich board, she would have. Okay. And, and my mom is a sweet woman. She can get away with this. I don't mm-hmm. know that I could. But we'd be at the grocery store. And so, speaking of bananas, do you know the Lord? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great gift. It is. I wish I, and sometimes I feel very jealous of people who have the evangelistic gift Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I will just be like, oh, I don't know when it's a good point to put this in there, you know. I'm going to keep that line in mind, though. Speaking of bananas. Do you love the Lord? Do you know the Lord? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah, she was, she was, uh, she's passed away and I miss her. And you talk about this, one of the struggles in your life was obviously her passing. Uh, The other one's my grandmother and she was the same way. Wow. Um, And now she came to Christ later in life, Mm. but she Mm -hmm. had different grandkids that she'd fly away, fly around the country to go see. Mm -hmm. 
and whoever she was sitting next to on the plane got a New Testament. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. They did not leave without a New Testament. Sweet little lady, what are they yeah. going to say? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but uh, those two women spoke a lot into my life. Now, God didn't call me to be that. I don't have quite that kind of boldness, but I'm not afraid of anything right. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, th- those were the two women I can think of. There's so many more, though. There's so many good, godly people. I, I, I am blessed to have known that many right. in my life. Yeah, good stuff. And it's because you chose to invest in others and build friendships and, and show up, teach Bible studies mm-hmm. and show up at Bible studies and be a part of a church. And sure. And I mean, you have to engage to yes. build relationships. Yes. Yep. I think I've talked about this even with friendships. Like, are you getting out and trying to meet friends? No. Well, how are they going to find you? <laughs> exactly. You know? Yes. Like, so, yes, I think we definitely have to do our part for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is God currently teaching you or where are you currently seeing God's grace in your life? Well, I think, and I don't even like talking about COVID-19. I'm so done with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> However, God used that as a teaching moment for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And, and I think one of the things that I'm learning, and I'm always learning, is that there's so many parts in the scripture where it says, give us this day our daily mm-hmm. bread. Or um, look at the lilies. Don't worry about tomorrow. And I'm learning that the moments are where God shows up in the now, in the here, in the now. And um, he wants us to trust him in those things. Like it says in Proverbs that we make our plans and he sets our steps. This is the day I think is going to happen and the one that actually happens. And a lot of times when I surrender my plans to God, what he gives me back is better than my plan. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good if stuff. you don't get frustrated about your plan getting changed, you yes. can see what he's trying to do, I think, sometimes too. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. I'm sitting here thinking, if you're looking for a Sunday school class yes, and you're not in one, that's great. Karen is leading one during yes. second service on Sunday mornings uh-huh. at 1045. That is second service in room three. You might want to come check it out if you're enjoying what you're hearing. Yeah. I'm thinking... Why would you not want to dig into right. the word with such, this lady and all the other great folks there? Yes, such rich content, absolutely, mm-hmm. for sure. All right, well, that's good, Karen. Thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, guys, I hope that you will um, check out what's happening around Grace Church. Maybe jump into a class. Maybe jump into Karen's Sunday school class. Yeah. Um, God's grace is sufficient for you. Awesome.